Well, all right, we're back. This is episode number three of This is the NWA, where we take a look at the past, present, and future and celebrate the legacy of one of the longest-running wrestling promotions of all time. Each episode, bringing on new people to take a look at the current NWA product and talk to us about the 10 pounds of gold series and, you know, just view it for the first time and let us know what they think and how they feel about it going from here. Now, this episode is already straying from that path a little bit because if you listened to the last episode, you heard our guest Fred Sims. What ended up happening is, is I told Fred he should watch a lot of these episodes and gave him a list. And then we realized, wow, that was a lot. It's going to be too much for one episode. So we need to split this up. And if you heard last episode, it was even longer than we expected for that one episode. So we are back in episode three again with Mr. Fred Sibbs. Taking a vein from our uh, top heel, Joe C. Fuss. I'm a completely new guest this week. I will just be Fred SMs uh, <laughs> because I'm going to steal from the NWA. But no, I, I we did have a quite large viewing list to to go through, and the way we broke it up, I think you know when we discussed originally last week, we just kind of hit this perfect little split between what was happening in regards to Tim Storm and that kind of gauntlet he was running, and then. Um, there's a very clear split after what's going to happen with uh, his CZW appearance. Uh, appearance. And, um, you know, this will give us the opportunity to more focus on that in the aftermath and not have it all just have been a, a rushed end to what was a very long kind of introducing who I was, introducing my past with wrestling, and then what my thoughts were on those first, you know, 16 episodes. Since, you know, being that second guest, I was able to just kind of cram in my opinion on everything I've seen um, thus far, but that, and I get to steal a second episode and be the first two time, you know, repeat guest on here. And we'll see when the next time that happens for somebody else's, I'll just be fill in when other people don't want to watch 72 episodes of <laughs> NWA. Well, hopefully the product's going to win over a lot of people, Fred, and we're not going to have a problem with that, but we shall see. You're already breaking records and there's nothing wrong with that. So will we last left the NWA. Tim Storm had just suffered. Uh, he's been running the gauntlet, as you said, uh, with some matches, dealing with challenges left and right from uh, Josephus to Tommy Dreamer to Nick Aldis wanting another shot, all of that. Finally, Josephus gets another opportunity to have a match, and if he wins, he can get another title shot against Tim Storm. They have the match. Tim Storm still comes out on top. Josephus Brutally attacks Tim Storm at the end of that match, injuring his ribs. And that's right before Tim Storm is about to travel off to go to a new promotion called CZW. Combat Zone Wrestling. Right. And I looked up a little bit about Combat Zone Wrestling before we get into this week's episodes. This is according to Wikipedia, so take that for what it's worth. It's an American independent wrestling promotion founded in 1998 by John Zandig and five of his students, Rick Blade, TCK, Lobo, Nick Gage, and Justice Payne, uh, along with a trainer named John Dahmer. Began to run professional wrestling shows in New Jersey and Delaware, showcasing a brand of hardcore wrestling dubbed as Ultraviolets. Ladders, tables, steel folding chairs, thumbtacks, barbed wire, weed whackers, light tubes, panes of glass, and fire are all common elements of ultraviolet wrestling at CZW. The company filled a niche for hardcore wrestling fans that had been left open by the folding of extreme championship wrestling. Uh, CZW established themselves as the leading American hardcore wrestling promotion at 
the ECW arena with their Cage of Death 3 show in 2001, the same year that ECW folded. So that's a little background on what CDW is. And essentially, the weird part about it going in is we've got an injured NWA World's Champion, Tim Storm, going into CZW, which is completely out of his element. Yeah, we've not seen Thumbtack 1 in the previous, you know, 33 episodes of NWA, and now we're going to a place where Thumbtacks are probably the lightest of the things they mentioned. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess the most hardcore thing we've seen Tim Storm have to deal with at this point is the ladder, where he took a beat down from Josephus. I guess we'll see how it goes from here. So I guess if you're just jumping in with us, you're going to um, be starting off right now with video number 44, which is titled And New NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. <laughs> What the hell? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, for anybody that listened last week, and they recall that I had mentioned there were some things I love about what NWA has done so far, and there were some things that I was not a fan of, and I felt like the first 16 episodes were the perfect lead into this new product. They did a really good job. Um, they had me hooked with what they were presenting. And then I had mentioned to Gary that there was at some point a place where I felt things had kind of gone off the rails a little bit or they had gotten away from what they were doing. And I feel like this right in here is that is that point. So I, I, if there's any disagreement or, you know, uh, the, the normal uh, Fred and Gary don't agree on wrestling that we mentioned in, in the last episode, it'll be from here through the ones we're talking. But maybe not because, as Gary says, and knew, and his initial response is, what the hell? You go from Do You Know When, which is a, the, the end, how we wrapped up last episode, uh, a solid video, they give you a bunch of good stuff, and then you get the Tim Storm, or you know, Tim Storm's daughter talking about, like, maybe you should think about continuing to do this, and then the very next episode is a 51 second, I'm gonna say that again, less than a minute video, hyping that there is a new champion. We had four previous videos showing the same tiny ladder busting up the ribs of Tim Storm, but for a title change, 51 seconds. My initial, <laughs> I was, what the hell is probably a tame version of what I said while I was watching this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got it here. It's just like a teaser video. There's a new champion. This is out of nowhere, yeah. out of left field. Where did this come from? And we, is that Nick Aldis with the title? Because when we went into CZW, Tim Storm did not have an opponent. He was going to look everybody in the eye. And uh, newsflash, Nick Aldis is not on the CZW roster. So kind of interesting that Tim Storm goes to CZW, looked everyone in the eye, and apparently lost to Nick Aldis. I, I, again, it, it's such a short video that is like this teaser of... I don't know, the biggest thing in your company. I mean, the, the other episodes you're doing are literally on the belt, but it's like, yeah, 51 seconds. We're good. We're good. We'll, we'll focus on something else. <laughs> well, what's funny is, is you're probably watching this one, and then you're like, hopefully, you're thinking, I got to tune into the next one to see what's going on. Well, the next one, video number 35, special message from 
Nick Aldis and Austin Idol. So Wait, when you, what the hell? Yep, so when you <laughs> tuned into the next one, you got absolutely no answer. Not one. Um, it's Christmas time. It is. Nick Aldis is the champion. And Austin, Austin Idol. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. We'll say it again. Austin Idol. You'll recognize that name from us saying it never. We have not said that name once yet because why not? Why not? <laughs> Austin Idol is a uh, legendary wrestling figure, familiar with the NWA. He was a professional wrestler himself, most known to me from the time, uh, and again, this was back when I was thumbing through wrestling magazines, but he had a huge legendary feud, apparently, with Jerry the King Lawler back in Memphis, you know, and so... Okay, so that might be why I'm not as familiar um, with him, because I'm not big on... Memphis, I didn't even know about Jerry the King Lawler until his introduction in WWE, honestly. Right. And, and as a wrestling fan, I understand that that's kind of a bad on me, but he was also being introduced in the early 90s, um, you know, fruit, feuding with Bret Hart. So I wasn't necessarily old enough to have researched well, what's, who, who that would have been. What's funny about that is when he came into WWE, Jerry Lawler, I mean, that was the first time I'd actually seen him on my television. I would sit in the grocery stores, like I've mentioned and thumb through like pro wrestling illustrated and, and see these other places other places and other characters but i never saw jerry the king lawler actually fight i saw pictures of jerry the king lawler with multiple title belts all over him and knew that he was somehow a big deal right. elsewhere i didn't see rick flair until the first time he showed up in wwe I, I actually had never seen him physically wrestle, I don't think, until then. So anyway. But yeah, like so you I, get that where Gary's like, I'm familiar with Austin Idol because of some magazines that he had read. Uh, I'm familiar with Austin Idol from that time he showed up at Nick Aldis's house with Christmas presents. That's, that's where I'm familiar with Austin Idol from. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's Christmas time. Nick Aldis is there. Austin, Austin Idol's there. That's what you get here is yeah. they're just happy to see each other. They're clicking the wine glasses together, or I don't even know if that's happening. But again, this is just like Nick Aldis holding the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, just yep. soaking it in, standing on his front stoop, just staring out. Um, you know, like I, I wasn't a fan of the breaking news. I wasn't a fan of the the telenovela parts of the Josephus confronting Billy Corrigan. Uh, I'm not a fan of this video either. I don't. You've shown a title change. You're showing Nick Aldis with the belt. I've still not seen clip one of that match. I've not seen the match. I've not seen anything. And now... A guy I don't know is showing up with three presents that he is saying came from the wrestlers, promoters. That like you have three presents there. Did they all chip in? Are they like super expensive? Super expensive presents. <laughs> like, um, and then later he pulls out like a wad of money with a very prominent hundred dollar bill on the front, and he's like, "Oh yeah, here's a little bonus from the promotion where you won the belt." Don't even name the promotion. You won the belt at. You just like. Just, I feel like this, they this did video, say CCW, but maybe they didn't. Yeah. No, he says he's like this is from the promoter where you won the belt, and I'm like CZW. You guys want to say CZW on this thing? Like <laughs> that's where you won this. That's where the title change took place. I'm assuming again. I'm assuming because right. well, I'm gonna get back on the same page with you, but <laughs> let's 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 get there because uh, what I'm assuming is that at this point I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you. Ideally, this is. Not how you want this to go down. You want the shock of the actual title win. My guess is, again, this has to do with editing and availability of the footage, possibly. Which, like we discussed last episode, uh, looking at it after the fact, after you've seen it the first time and you have a chance to think about it, would make sense if they're not able to get that 
footage from CZW so quickly. They kind of have to go with things as they are. Obviously, the title change is going to be a big deal. It's going to be on the internet. People are going to be talking about it. So you can't have these episodes showing not Nick Aldis as the champion, but you can't show the footage. Like Those things I understand, but I mean, if we are talking about first-time viewer, first-time I'm seeing it, and this is what we're doing, this is... A hundred percent not the well, way you, you want to do You have to think that you're going to, I mean, I, I would I would hope that you still are planning to have new viewers come on board. You want to keep growing that audience. So maybe these viewers are going to go back to episode one like and start from the beginning like what we're doing right. on the show, what we're trying to encourage. And so I get that. Yeah, there there is a little bit of this that's going to be confusing. Well, hell, maybe that's why we're here. Maybe, maybe we're here to help, <laughs> help walk you through. Yeah, we're you here to help at guide the you. Same thing and answer your what the hell question. <laughs> right, right. We're here to help guide you through it. And so, hopefully, next episode will offer more of an ex- explanation. Spoiler alert: It does not. It does not. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, ep- video In number fact, thirty-six. The next one is. It, it left me with another question. Yeah, because this is Tales from Idleville, starring the Universal Heartthrob Austin Idol. Coming soon. It's just a little coming soon video. You're going to get some Tales from Idleville. Fred, I think that you and I both had similar experiences <laughs> with this. Where we questioned uh, and realized that apparently Idleville is Greenville, South Carolina. And, uh, which is where this podcast is recorded. So... Yeah, I, I mean, I the first time watching this through, I was just kind of going through and watching Austin Idol walk down the streets and talk to the carolers, or he was standing by the people playing, and I was like, man, their downtown looks just like my downtown. <laughs> Very similar. <It's, laughs> I've, I've seen a downtown like that before. Yeah, and he goes, and it's finally, I think, when he walks into Vic's Pizza, and I'm like, I've walked by Vic's Pizza so many times. <laughs> well, see, and here's the thing is, you know, as Gary mentioned in the, the previous, and I'm sure was mentioned um, before when he first episode with Justin, you know, Gary's lived here for a time. I just moved here so that we had the same exact reaction. I've been here like in, in May uh, whenever this releases, but in May will be a year that I've been in Greenville. So having been here less than a year and I'm seeing him walk into downtown that I'm like, I've walked past that statue. And then he goes to the pizza place and I'm like, wait, that's across the street from where I watch stand up comedy. Like I've been sitting on a bench across from that pizza place like what is going on right now <laughs> turns out idleville like you said is is greenville south carolina which is a lovely town we invite you to come visit uh we we love and it here super famous now i mean yeah. i'm sure there's other super reasons famous. why it was I mean, famous but i mean it's nwa famous right now yeah i don't know why we're surprised because clearly it runs on austin idol so we should mm-hmm. have known that this is idleville i, I mean do we, to... we constantly walk around I mean, that's like the nickname for Greenville is, is Idleville. It was, and I knew that for years before I moved here. Right. But I will. You always wondered why now. it was called Idleville, yeah, and now, now you know. Now I know. Um, but I will now have to go to Vic's so that I can eat the pizza that Austin Idol ate. Yeah, I'm ashamed Even to admit. I've him never been. It. By the way, this is no knock on Vic's because I've just honestly never eaten there before. But it always looks like a cool place. Every time I walk by it, oh, I tell... A little hole-in-the-wall pizza place that serves 
what is, I guess, New York style. You know, with a name like Vicks, you can't serve Greenville style pizza, uh, which is a, a style unto itself. Greenville style um, pizza is DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, but no, yeah, Vicks pizza. It looks awesome. They have like a, a pizza challenge, like a challenge for like eating this like massive, huge pizza too, I've seen. But anyway, one of my favorite watering holes is right around the corner from uh, Vicks. That's Ray's. Hey, come on down to Greenville. We'll we'll show you around. And we'll uh, talk NWA. Finally, Fred, video number 37. 37. Episode number 10 of NWA 10 Pounds of Gold is called Days Like These. And we are going to hopefully get some answers. Okay. And like we have discussed multiple times, looking back on it after having watched these episodes, if you're going to show what happened with the belt, doing it on a 10 pounds of gold, because that is your flagship of what you're doing, makes sense. But pump that up. Give it to me right after. If you do the and new and then you give me days like these and then you do the the cheesy message from Idol and uh, um, all this and then you do Tales from Idolville, I'm, I would have been more happy as a viewer. But Because here's the thing. I have the benefit of watching these back to back to back to back. When they were dropping, you're dropping... This episode on a Monday, and then maybe um, the Christmas message on a Thursday, and then maybe Idleville on a Saturday, and then Days Like These doesn't come out until the next week. I've now gone a week having no idea what the hell happened with that belt. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's weird, man, because for a hundred times now we talked about, yeah, that that probably at the time this makes more sense as far as you're just trying to, you know, content is king. Like, you got to keep the stuff coming out. I get that. But it does offer this like little wrench in your plans if you are a new viewer coming in and trying to watch this stuff start to finish i don't know like what youtube's i don't post anything to youtube this is uh right now just audio only so we haven't even ventured into the youtube world oh yeah because you don't want to see the video (laughs) (laughs) well we're not wearing clothes so that's one thing it's super awkward yeah we thought it was going to be a like i will not, not we, Gary knew, but I thought it was going to be like old school Greek wrestling. So I'm oiled. I have no clothes on. There's a fig leaf. Uh, it's not a big fig leaf. Uh, so no one wants to see this right now. Every time Fred stops talking, it's not because he's taking a pause to let me talk. It's just because he slipped out of his chair because he's just so oily right now. But the editing is so he's solid. Tim you Storm. don't hear me hitting the... Yeah, is, I'm going to use a salve on Gary at some point. He's, he's Tim Storm after Nick Aldis match wet right now. Um, anyway. Yeah, so... I have haven't blown up doing a podcast in 10 years. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're, I'm guessing, you know, I don't know if you could like take a video out and repost it in a different place. I don't know what the proper way to organize this is for like a new viewer. I guess you just have to hope that like us, we're just watching this and we're piecing it together and as we go. Realistically, this early on, because I mean, at this point, technically some of these videos are what 2017. So we're talking two years into the, the process now. Um, yeah, we're talking about Christmas 2017 right now. Yeah, so a year and a half, let's say. They may not have known the proper way to lay these videos out. I'm That's fair. only looking at it from like think you said, we said it a hundred times. I'm I'm giving you my critique on I'm a first time viewer. This is what I'm feeling in the moment. And I have to assume that the way I'm feeling in the moment is how other first time viewers are gonna be looking at this. Those are my you know, why my critique on that is a negative because it it does like if you get that level of 
confusion or, or, you know, kind of disjointedness, you may lose people. And that's obviously not their goal, you know, and it's not the goal of what you're trying to do. You want people to latch on to something you enjoy and, and appreciate right, and right. love. And there are things in here that it's not the way to go about it. And it's just one of those things like hindsight's twenty twenty. It's so much easier for me to watch it out of order later and be like, oh, guys, this probably would have been a lot better, you know, had you done it in this way. But I'm not making those decisions. Gary's not making those decisions. And the people that were probably didn't have an, a better idea at the time either. It was just yeah, like, we got to yeah. figure out how to do this on the fly. If we're never clear about this point, this is not bashing the NWA. This is a podcast about loving the NWA. This is about wanting to promote their product and get more viewers. So all of these discussions are uh, just done out of genuine curiosity and just interest in in the product and how it's presented and wanting to make sure we're clear on that because nobody's perfect. And, and I'm sitting here listening to what you're talking about as a person who's kept up with this whole time. I'm experiencing some of the same things you are with this rewatch for myself, uh, bringing new people on board. Yeah, it is at certain points a little disjointed. And then for you, I'm sure it's got to be difficult because without wanting to give things away, if they get better at this, being like, oh no, if you're watching later, you'll see that it, they definitely button up some of these issues, but you can't exactly give an example because then it's giving away the product you want me to watch and follow along with. It's a kind of rough thing. This is the early stages of this podcast, going over the early stages of this show, you know, and, and you have a, a much better history with watching the episodes on YouTube. This show has been disjointed at points. So yes. I, have, I have no room to talk. I've, I've been podcasting, quote unquote, professionally for a couple of years now. And this show is a new venture and it has not been without hiccups. So. But every new thing has hiccups just because... Just because you guys on Psychotronic have seemingly buttoned that down, and, and again, same situation. You're talking about two years in, you know, you've got some time, you guys had early hiccups, changed the name of the show, That's you know, true. kind yeah. of changed direction, found out what worked, nailed that down, and continued on. If we went back and did the uh, podcast review and went over like your first two or three or, you know, 30 episodes, brutal. we would probably have these same critiques. Yeah, you're right. Be like, why Why did we do this out of order? Why was this done? You know, and, and that's the same with anything. This is, I, I don't know what episode they're on now. And the thing with, with our podcast with Psychotronic is, is we're not doing like a serialized story either. Right. It's so not, it, there's it's, not a narrative that you guys are telling from episode to episode. Because that would be difficult as hell. Exactly. Now, I could have done this with just the NWA 10 Pounds of Gold episodes, but I just felt like that the other videos are also vital to... I think you need the other episodes. Yeah. Like, even though like there is something that will most likely in all likelihood get ironed out. I'm assuming as the company grows, like you you, you bring in other people. You know, some of the other people you had mentioned, Crimson kind of comes back in. You, you know, he's a guy running a show. That can only be valuable to what you're doing. He has his entire own promotion. You know, when you bring right. him in for something, he's got to have input that's going to help what you're doing. So you see it grow from there. It's, it's kind of difficult. Like, you know, like I, I understand that there will probably be enhancements and and i'll see changes in it but i'm still looking at it from this is my first watch through this is what's going on like, no no and that's what we're looking for i mean that's what the whole goal of this uh show is about so so at episode number 37 or video number 37 days like these they they start off with again reestablishing uh this list of champions luthez pat o'connor dory funk jr Harley Race, Ric Flair, The Great Buddha, AJ Styles. They're listing like the dates with them, like the champions that have held this title. Yeah, and I like that they actually threw in 
um, some champs that they hadn't listed before because Muda was not a name that they had listed That's before. True. AJ Styles had briefly been mentioned but wasn't really highlighted as someone who had had won it before one of the ones that shocked me early on and i didn't even mention this i did not know that dan severn was a former nwa world champion yeah and uh that's because i remember uh dan severn as he existed as a foil to ken shamrock in his wwe days and i would never in a million years have guessed it that they gave that man a title for anything other than ufc (laughs) (laughs) because his wwe work was not good. Oh. Um, well, you know, Dan Severin had a very like if you ever watched him in UFC, and I did. I was I was uh, working at a video store at the time, so I would check out those UFC specials as they came out, like all the way from UFC one. Dead Sever was a threatening individual to someone like myself, like seeing him as a wrestler, like in MMA. Right. But yeah, definitely he was a guy that he was going probably solely based on reputation alone. His yeah, he was not a Mike work kind of guy. No, he was a very like if you ever seen interviews with him, he's just like kind of a nice guy. Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that the same with every like super threatening dude you've ever seen before? Like, you know, it's like, oh my god, this guy is. Like, if I walk up to him and I say the wrong thing, he's going to remove my larynx. And then you talk to him, and it's just the nicest person you've ever met <laughs> right. in your entire life. Yeah, I always used to say that about Hoist Gracie, too, like in UFC. He, he was the guy at the time, like, winning all these tournaments. If you had to pick people out, like, if you had to walk into a bar and somebody's, like, pick somebody to fight, you know, you'd see Kid Shamrock, and you're like, I'm not going to mess yeah, with him. Not with the <laughs> shifted nose to the side and the, the lats, like, up to his ears. and. But, like, Hoist Gracie, you'd be like... He's a little dude. I could, yeah. Maybe that I one. I could probably fight him. And then he would like break you. <laughs> uh, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. So at the end, you'd question like, what just happened? Uh, so back to CZW here at days like these. Tim Storm shows up. You get to see him arriving, talking it out with some folk. You know, but once the word gets out, essentially, that the NWA champion is there, NWA is gaining some steam, and you've got Matt Tremont calling out Tim Storm, who's... I mean, he's bloody as hell. Like, just like, like, well, what, dude, do you really want to face the NWA champ right now? <laughs> then Ethan Page comes out, and MJF, who's a bigger name right now, too, in the independent scene, all coming out and challenging Tim Storm for the NWA World's title, which, to be fair, he brought on himself because he essentially, as we discussed last episode, did seem to issue an open challenge. He said that he would look everyone there in the eye and decide who he was going to fight for the title. How, I mean, when you're doing that, so... Again, the 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 sentiment of I'm going to look everybody eye and give everybody a fair shake is cool, but how do you decide? Okay, obviously this has to be all this because one we know that you already gave us a 51 second video. You give 15 bucks to the janitor when you walk in and say challenge me. Yeah, but <laughs> the other the rest of it is you go through. So like let's say the first guy out had been MJF, like you said, a bigger name on the on the circuit now, and they're like, all right, well he's our biggest name here. We're gonna go ahead and give it to him. He's the first name out, and he's like, all right, well I got to talk to these other 19 guys, but don't don't worry, then I'm gonna come back to you. <laughs> like I hope <laughs> nobody else gives me a more compelling reason to fight them. Well, so. Turns out somebody did give him a compelling reason because uh, all of a sudden, surprise, surprise, probably everyone was as surprised as we were at the first video of this series that we're watching right now. Uh, Austin Idol shows up. Yes. Well, okay. Well, out of nowhere. Almost seems like, is Austin Idol going to challenge for the title? I don't and know. even the things that he was kind of saying that they kind of showed, like it looked a little bit like maybe that was the case. Like, okay, this is what we're doing now. So uh, Idol Mania talent group i can't remember what he called it now uh it's been called a couple different things idol idol media 
talent management? Yeah, I think that's something like that. So he shows up and he says, uh, Tip Storm already made a promise of anytime, anywhere to someone. That someone is his new client, Nick Aldis. So Nick Aldis is at CZW. Another guy you wouldn't expect to see there, but got to give him credit. Guy knows how to time it. Yeah, I mean, it's a smart move on his part. As far as Tim Storm's aware, he's going to what we've already hyped as, you know, Combat Zone Wrestling, ultra-violent, probably not having to worry too much about the technical aspect, going to be more brutal, going to have to worry about, you know, uh, a different set of parameters for the match itself. Uh, You know, is there going to be weapons involved, barbed wire? Do I have to worry about tables or, you know, glass or those type of things? And then out comes your most technically skilled competitor to date to challenge you in a place that is not known for those type of matches. So your mindset is one way. And now he's coming out of left field. That's a good point. And, And this is a guy who already took you to the limit. And now here you are, 414 days into your title reign, two fractured ribs, a long line of battles since then, but Tim Storm's still going to hold up his promise. He agrees to face Nick Aldis. To Uh, the dismay of every other CZW. Yeah, everybody else is like, oh, come on. We actually work here. I mean, the match is what it is. I mean, it looks like it was pretty good. We don't actually get to Uh, see the full match. And that's one of my problems with this episode. Right away, I was like, you know what? I'll bet this match was pretty decent since they had a bigger ring, more room to work. One of my, you know, stamping points right now, but bigger ring, more room to work. I was like, I'll bet this match was decent with more room. Why am I only watching clips? I'm going to tell you something. I agree with that because not only do the clips we get to see look pretty cool, it ends with Nick Aldis landing. Uh, God, I wish I could remember the name of the movie. I think it was something he used as Magnus uh, back in the day, but drops Tim Storm. It was only just like a Death Valley driver. Yeah, style isn't it movie. like the MMD or something like that? Yeah. The, the mean da- or MDD, the mean daddy driver. Yeah. Oh, the mag daddy driver. It's a MDD. It's a Michinoku, like the old Takamichinoku driver where it was like a Death Valley driver, but he's turned the other way. Because a Death Valley driver is belly to the shoulders, and okay. he's got him on like his side and does it. Oh, but, gotcha. So yeah, it's a MDD. It's called the Mag Daddy Driver. Mag Daddy Driver. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess if his name was Magnus, and then he referred to himself as Daddy. Like, <laughs> Mag Daddy Driver. <laughs> no Mag Daddy. Nick Aldis. Oh, he should bring that back you should like i'm the mag daddy nick all this so it was pretty cool like he drops that move pins tim storm and he gets up and he has a bloody nose nick aldis does and then wipes his nose with his hand and then just rubs the blood across his chest very gladiator style throwback to the weird josephus promo about the little gladiator well i just love that like that part was awesome then nick aldis like walking out of the ring and that shot that you're gonna see a number of times from here like all his fans just like flipping him off they like hate him so much at this point he is fully the bad guy he is no longer just the kid who thinks he's better for representing the NWA. He is. And, and a part of what I questioned was, you know, are we going to get some kind of backstory on um, Austin Idol and Nick Aldis? Like, is there a reason why this came about? And, and the reason I asked that is, again, this goes back to comparison with WWE. If you have a guy like Nick Aldis and all of a sudden he shows up with a manager, the typical reasonings behind that are this particular guy may be great in the ring. We want to see him do good things, but he's not a good talker or we need this extra bit to help push him over the top and, and kind of really get him where we want him to be before we release him on his own. I got none of those things from Nick Aldis beforehand that he needed that. 
So this agree, kind, of, yeah. kind of comes out of nowhere that all of a sudden now he's running with this guy with no story. And while it clearly helped push him over the top, you know, that was the right move strategically to come in, surprise Tim Storm and walk out with the belt. It worked, but it still leaves the lingering question of why. I'm not going to disagree with you on that either, because the thing with Nick Aldis is, is this, he's perfectly capable on his own. You know, I don't want to be the guy offering a bunch of spoilers, but what's what's kind of tough, because we, we have to focus on this this episode, is that one thing that I know is coming up, this Austin Idol thing, I don't know what happened, but something fades away about that, and he appears way less the further we go into it. So I don't want you to take too much stock in him. Okay. So realistically, it, it's a question that, while you may have it, doesn't necessarily matter. I don't know that's one of those things that's going to pay off. It may be classified as a hiccup. In they a, just tried something promotion. and it didn't work out. Yeah, possibly. Okay. So again, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but I, I did think the same thing, actually, myself. Because to me, if you're going to have a guy... The example that I can think of right off the top of my head is you've got a guy in WWE like Brock Lesnar. I've watched Brock Lesnar for a long time. Brock Lesnar can talk. Brock Lesnar can carry himself as a champion. Like, he can do it. But if you have the opportunity to bring in a guy like Paul Heyman, who is infinitely better at talking. Probably one of the best. Yeah, if not the best then it can make sense. If Brock wants to focus less on having to explain everything and talk so much, Paul Heyman's perfect. Paul, well, it works for that character because Brock's character is never going to be a conversationalist. He he does not care who you are or what you're doing or why you're there across from him. His goal is, this is mine. I'm going to murder your face and it's still going to be mine. You know, that's that's all. And that works for the character he's portraying. And, and I made that point just to say that it's like that. That's an example of a wrestler who could talk, but just chooses not to, has a manager to do it for him. And it makes sense. Now, with all this, I would say that I wonder if at the time they're thinking maybe Aldis wants to kind of have that presence as well. But Aldis doesn't seem like the same kind of character as Brock Lesnar. No, And I don't feel as though, just to be perfectly honest, that Austin Idol brings the level of elevation in the speaking that Paul Heyman does to Brock Lesnar. (laughs) That comparison isn't even... No, I just, there's no comparison there between Paul Heyman and Austin Idol. Well, yeah, and I mean, even directly Um, comparing them, I just mean even just like as far as the wrestler they're managing. Right. Like, Nick Aldis is a fine talker. Yeah, had they shifted Aldis's character into more of a Brock Lesnar like that, I think it would have taken away because I think part of what makes Aldis's character so compelling is that arrogance that that confidence that you know and that comes through his own speaking not someone else talking about him but then the other part is is granted we've only seen a couple videos with them to this point Aldous is a better talker than idol in that christmas video (laughs) the stuff you know the stuff idol says seems a little more forced and Aldous is very comfortable you know he's just talking and yeah he's a very confident dude we've seen bring someone in who's supposed to be your mouthpiece and he's not as good a mouthpiece. Well, we go all the way back to that House of Hardcore promo that he cut on Tommy Dreamer and Tim Storm. I mean, that was fantastic. Right. I mean, he Tommy owned Dreamer, the not ring. Necessarily a terrible talker in and of himself. Yeah, you know, and he's in there going with both of them 
And, you know, there's not a reason that you would need to bring in another guy for him. So that's why I was questioning, like, do we get a backstory? Does that matter? But if you're attributing that to a little bit more of a, they, they tried it, it didn't work, then they kind of faded out, like, I, then I, I, I don't I can need tell that, you that answer necessarily. Yeah, yeah. It may be something you're not going to worry about the answer. My best guess right now is that they were hoping for more of, uh, did you ever see Nick Bockwinkle or have you ever watched him mm-hmm. on old AWA, like, promos on YouTube? Like, he had Bobby the Brain heat in it. And it feels like more like that's what they would have been going for because Nick Bockwinkel was was fine. Yep. But again, it was Bobby the Brain. He did it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, and there's the thing is like if their comparisons to what they wanted Idol to be are either Paul Heyman or Bobby the Brain Heenan, you pick the wrong guy. Like it's not <laughs> if you're you know, gonna bring in for somebody to manage Nick Aldis and you want somebody to talk along with Nick Aldis, it needs to be somebody who is exponentially better than Nick Aldis at talking or just at least add something to that. So one of the future videos that's very similar to a video that we already watched, um, Austin Idol says something, and this may be an even better comparison than like Bobby the Brain Heenan and and Nick Bockwinkle or um, Heyman and, and Lesnar, is that he said, you know, we're trying to present something new and fresh. And my immediate reaction was, this is neither new or fresh, because what it rang to me was, you have a very... Dollar store Ric Flair. <laughs> don't forget the- that you live in the same town as this guy. So I do. Whatever. If we got to have a battle in Vicks, like whatever, I'll let, I'll let Austin Idol take me to the woodshed in Vicks. I'm fine. Like, <laughs> but you have a very dollar store Ric Flair. And then you have a guy whose arrogance and cockiness is a little reminiscent of an evolution Randy Orton. Randy Orton did not need Ric Flair to be his mouthpiece, but as a hype man, you know, yeah. you could do way worse Right. having Ric Flair as your hype man. Yeah, so it, that's a that, good point. That combination seemed to me to be very much like, let's see if we can take advantage of something that worked for a guy that has that brashness and cockiness and kind of like that pedigree of, I mean, look at me, how could I not be the best? And then you have that guy that's going to come in and he's got that, um, you know, he's got the locks and he had the the former look and he was a body and he's got that history. And then he comes in and pumps up this new kid is like, you know, so that's kind of what it rang to me a little bit as. But I still, you know, there's that history of Flair and the Ortons. Like there's a history there. I don't know if there's a history with Idol and the Aldises. Like, I, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it was. That's that's where I had that question. But like I said, in in the conversation, maybe you'd be able to point me in another direction. If that fades, I don't need that answered then, because I, I I don't need to. Focus I'm sorry, on I'm that. letting you down. Yeah. <laughs> I can push. No, I can just tell you that we'll we'll get some more out of Austin Idol, but. I don't know if they came to some of the same conclusions that you have at the time. Hey, you're hot, you're hot, baby. You're hot, you're hot. Let's get a slice of pizza. Let's move on to uh, number 38. This is Josephus reacts to his 45-day NWA suspension after the attack on Tim Storm. You see Josephus arrive with a mysterious new woman. He's declined all public comment until today regarding his suspension. He's made some mistakes, so he's gone back to his roots Going back to his spiritual advisor. She's guiding him now, and he's going to use his 45 days to enter a period of contemplation. Then the video gets weird, and we've been invited to join the period of contemplation. Fred, let's take a moment of silence here to enter a period of contemplation, if you don't mind. Wait, then he comes back, and he says he's been on the YouTubes, and people think he's a copy. 
This feels out of nowhere. Okay. <laughs> this 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 whole video, I have been very adamant that I really like Josephus. There are things that he does that are phenomenal that I really enjoy. I think the the line from the previous video we saw about three percent less in one eye is one of the best NWA currently running heel lines you'll hear. It's it's great. This video, why? Why now? This is episode thirty-eight. Josephus was suspended in episode thirty-one. I don't know the time between these two episodes, but he is talking about this 45-day suspension because he has declined all comment until today. Today what? Because he's talking about that suspension like it's happening that day. It's very weird the the way he's kind of discussing it. Um, is like he refused to comment until today, and this is taking place way after the suspension was announced, but he's talking about the full 45 days like it's still going on. Now, you should be like I'm assuming two weeks in at this point. Oh, I see what you're saying because he's saying he, that's what he's going to use. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like you said, this shift into he's a copy of someone. And so I thought that this was going to go down a road of that people were comparing him to. And for me, this would have been better. So he he's very vague. He's like, I've been on the YouTubes. I've seen people are comparing me to someone. And they say that I am very much like this person and I wrestle like this person. The way I end this promo is because of his dirty nature, people are comparing him to Tim Storm and the way that he used Sav to attack the eyes of oh, that's how so I would have ended this. Yeah. Out of left field, he says people are comparing him to Bruiser Brody. Now, the research I did for this was I watched 43 episodes of NWA. But this made me do additional research because as soon as he said Bruiser Brody, my thing was if one person made a legit Bruiser Brody comparison to Josephus, I will shit my pants. Like, <laughs> so I went online and I was like, Josephus compared to Bruiser Brody. From 2012, there is an article saying that Josephus is a Bruiser Brody ripoff. That's 2012. We are not in 2012. What are you talking about, Josephus? Maybe no, he's talking about like on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> no like, one is currently making that comparison. I was like, and you don't just get to lump yourself in with one of the greatest villains of the industry. Well, listen, I mean, so, I mean, I, I think that. Josephus is his own man, but if for those that don't know, Bruiser Brody is uh, an absolute legend in the business, a multi-time champion and Hall of Fame wrestler. There's lots of great stuff you can find of him on YouTube, and if you've never seen him, he looks <clears throat> exactly like Josephus. Yeah, but <laughs> a lot of those villains did. I mean, you, you know, you to be a villain back in the day, you had to keep a little body hair and then you know, big beard, long hair, because your good guys were. Babyface is a term for a reason. You know, you were clean cut. You presented yourself well. You know, the villains are the guys who look like homeless bums. It's <laughs> just the way that the business worked. Well, he he makes it a point to clarify that he he's a completely original and nothing like Bruiser Brody. And then he wants to jump right back into the period of contemplation. So, moment of silence for the period of contemplation. All right, video number 39 is Tim Storm on losing NWA World's Championship to Nick Aldis. Uh, this is a big update from Tim Storm since his loss. This is another one of those damn news updates that I don't understand why we're shifting focus on. Uh, and more so with this one. So like the previous one was the breaking news on Josephus. If, as we discussed, we're keeping Josephus as semi-serious, but the, the lighthearted comedy aspect of the show, that breaking news fits. 
Tim Storm has been serious the whole time, so why we're suddenly turning this into an update from, I'm guessing, a 24-7 news organization? Just have it it's be what he's done news so organization. Yeah, have it been what he's done so far. Just give me that real-life Tim Storm show that you gave me from the beginning. It is pretty much a phone conversation with him, and he, he you know, one thing that I still appreciated about him is he's on here, and even after everything, he's like, no regrets, no excuses. No, he I says mean, he wasn't prepared. He was caught off guard by Austin Idol and Nick Aldis. Credits them with a stroke of genius. Uh, it's he sounds like a real class act still. He still seems like the Tim Storm that you've grown to love as if you'd expect anything less. Right. It's par for the course with his character. It's everything that you've gotten from him up to this point. And you have full confidence that whatever the the outcome of his decisions for moving forward, he'll still be that guy. Uh, he says he hopes the lovely shaved head lady can help Josephus, but this is personal now. Josephus needs to use the period of contemplation to determine if he wants to face him man to man because he doesn't think he does. Okay, but this is what I like. Rather than Tim Storm having lost that title and immediately focusing back on all this, he's trying to button up a story. You know, there has been, there's bad blood between the two of them. He obviously left him in a weakened condition that may have or may not have helped all this win, you know, the title because he's fighting a guy with two broke ribs. And instead of focusing past that particular gentleman, he's like, you know what? Have your run with the belt for the time being. Let me button this up first. That level of not looking past you know, and, and so you've got that focus, which also opens the door for, hey, who might Aldis have in store for him? Because clearly Tim Storm is going to focus on Josephus. At least that's what I'm assuming. You know, I, I don't know because I only went so far. I hear you. You know, we didn't also, we didn't talk about this new like phase really for Josephus, by the way, that he's got a spiritual advisor now and he's doing uh, this new thing. He's entering a period of contemplation, getting more since that championship wrestling from Hollywood match. He's like entering this more spiritual phase of his character. So you're kind of seeing an evolution in that way. Like maybe this has always been a part of it. Maybe the anger got the best of him. I was talking about him being unhinged on right. an earlier episode. This person is there to keep him in check. Little side note, all due respect, got a little bit of crush on the spiritual advisor. <laughs> so well, is it the shaved head? I don't know. I don't know if it's shaved head or not. She just, she now, does, she does seem like a I lovely shaved head lady. I couldn't Tim tell because they didn't, uh, they didn't focus too much on either one of them, really. But I was just wondering if Shaved Head Lady was Lady X with a shaved head. Possibly. I don't know. I did try to find out. Because if it's not, Josephus kind of runs through valets. I mean, I think we, we might need to, to talk to him about, like, you can't just toss them aside. You know, valets are women, too. In the Me Too era, we can't just, you know... A new valet every city, Josephus. Let's well, if we're talking about the personal side of things, I'm not 100% sure that this spiritual advisor is not secretly Josephus's wife or something. And so with that said, Mr. Josephus, I, again, with all due respect, said I had a crush on your wife. And I don't. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so I don't want you to beat me. So I did like that Tim Storm had a little bit of fire there at the end. Like you said, he's buttoning up that storyline. I did just want to compliment him on i i was i was concerned as i was watching it i was very much i appreciate that he's still staying the class act that he always has but i'm like something's got to piss you off man and then at the end he does pull that together he does sound like right if i see josephus i'll meet josephus guy, in an alley yep. somewhere you know like he even doesn't the care best good guy can only take so much like you have to get mad about something like you said right this is personal now all right, and uh, so here we go with episode number forty. I'm so happy that you said this with a chuckle, like that you, like I, I just, 
I don't know what's in your head. I don't know what's on your notes, but I can only imagine that you already have an idea of how much I absolutely hate this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry that you hate it, Fred. I feel like you're coming at this one very aggressive. And uh, okay, so I'll if anybody you... from the NWA is listening, they're going to be like, "Why? Why who, this who, one? Who? Why do you hate Christmas? And who are these a holes tearing <laughs> apart our product? Nobody's tearing apart the product. No, no, uh, no." Okay, so overall, I mean, maybe at the end we'll kind of button that up and, and we'll get into it. But overall, a lot of the stuff I'm seeing from a company that's not a big name type thing has been fairly positive, you know. And I feel like I've been fairly positive about a lot of it. Some of the stuff I'm saying in a, in a negative light may just be nitpicky bullshit. <laughs> like it may be, but this one drove me nuts, and I don't even understand why. Like, oh no, I do understand why. But this is um, what is it? Episode forty. Uh, all this idol wish you a merry Christmas. Essentially, it's a Christmas. They called us at Austin Idol. Wish you a merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yes. Um, and the video opens. I don't know why you hate it because this is just a lovely Christmas message from Nick Aldis. No, this Austin is an Idol. this is an NWA infomercial, and it drives me insane. <laughs> the video opens with Nick Aldis talking to the camera. Then it cuts to like a title screen, or it does something. And when it comes back, and I I pause this and yelled at my TV with my wife sitting there. It comes back. They're having a conversation. Nick Aldis turns to the camera and goes. Oh, hi. Bitch, you knew that camera was there. You just talked to it. Like, what, what do you mean, oh, hi? Like, no. Like, we have been, your character has been very straightforward. Do not go down the Josephus Road on me right now, all this. I loved it that he's, they're finishing that joke and he's talking about the custard was stone cold or something. And, <laughs> oh, hello. Yeah, it's just, oh, it drove me nuts. I loved it. I loved that part. Um, but this was the one where I mentioned before that I, Austin Idol had said we're trying to do something new or fresh. And I was like, this is neither new or fresh because I got that very like Ric Flair. Randy Orton kind of vibe between the two of them. And I was like, well, I've seen this kind of interaction maybe before. Maybe they just meant new or fresh for each other. Um, yeah, maybe. Because as they say in this video, they're very thankful for each other. And then the other thing that I had was just like, why wasn't this part of the last Christmas video? Because clearly it was filmed at the same time. Can you ever get too much Christmas from uh, Nick Aldis? If it's an Austin infomercial, Island? yes. Like, I can. They say this is going to be the best Christmas worldwide for everybody. And I think that's pretty accurate. Like, I think statistically... It's been proven that Christmases with Nick Aldis as champion have historically been better. I'd have to go back and look at my previous Christmases, but I, I mean, maybe. I, I'm not going to give him 100% yet, but then they go on to like sell people challenging for the, like if you've got an organization. They're but, offering to give back. Yeah. They want to let you forget your miserable lives for a bit. Very generous. Is it? So it's a Christmas. <laughs> this, I, like I said, this particular this one is a just, Christmas miracle. Just rubbed me the wrong way, and I was like, I paused it. I was so angry at the oh hi that it just took me out of the rest of the video. Maybe you need to take a step back and reconsider uh, being a person who practices gratitude. Well, maybe I need to have a moment of contemplation. A moment uh, of contemplation to think I'm, about what you're getting here. At this point, I just wanted Josephus to come through the window and hit him with a ladder in the back and take that belt. He would not dare. This is Nick Aldis now you're talking about. He's the champ. I don't think Josephus is going to shy away from fighting Nick Aldis at all. 
but I mean, I'll have to keep watching to find out. Well, I'm sorry you didn't like this one because at least you can look forward to the next video, which is number 41, the gift that keeps on giving Merry Christmas from the NWA. Right, which is <laughs> a shot for shot redo of the first Christmas video where he's singing this. I mean, it's the same video. So I guess the gift that keeps on giving is I'm now stuck in a uh, Groundhog's Day loop of Christmas videos from the NWA. It's a little different. You get to see Austin Idol give Nick Aldis a a hat. And Austin that, that happened in the first Christmas video. Did it? Yep. I don't he even gave remember. him that bag with that little beret that he said. This, if you go back and watch the first Christmas video, and please, uh, listeners, do this. It is the same exact video. This one is just shorter. So that first Christmas video was like three minutes. This one's a minute 58. I don't know what they cut out. I'd have to go back and look, but it's the same video. Well, you get back to us on that. Video number 42, Austin Idol wishes you a happy new year. You're going to get some holiday <laughs> yes. well wishes at this these point, guys. I have to accept it. Idlemania Sports Management. He's inside Vic's Pizza uh, in downtown Idleville slash Greenville, South Carolina. There he is. Wishing you a happy new year. He could be a Grinch. And he lets you know he could be a Grinch. He could be, but as he long as you suck all that joy right out. Money, he'll have Nick Aldis come and challenge your top guy. Yeah. Well, that's that's how you run a business. Hey, I mean, it's clearly working. They've gone past episode at least 43 into another one, so... He knows what he's doing. Well, but. this next one is is 43. Coming up empty. This is NWA 10 Pounds of Gold number 11, featuring the song Processional by William Patrick Corgan off his album Ojulala. What's the name of that album? And it's basically a recap of Tim, the Tim Storm story. I know that in, in professional wrestling, I've got more miles in the rearview mirror than I do in the windshield. I just put God bless David Legata here because this is absolutely one of the best, if not the best videos so far this, to me. I, uh, so we just went through all those Hollywood or, or holiday videos that I did not care for. Um, but that, that's just me. Uh, maybe I am a Grinch and that's, that's why I'm just not a, you know, a holiday guy. And then you added on this one at the end. And so I watched this one today from this set that we're talking about and possibly, like you said, from the whole thing, this is clearly the best video, the, the wrap up. And, and really the video is simple. You're following Tim Storm as champion, almost in like a him doing that, like because he wakes up that morning, clearly not the champ anymore. He's packing his bag. Then you're following down memory lane with all the things that have happened so far. This video is so good that I look back at those previous ones and I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Can I just have this? The, and this is very reminiscent of like those first 16. And that's why I, like I went into it. I was like, I'm happy that you gave me this, but I'm also angry because you're showing me what you can do, but then you're also showing me this other crap, and I don't want this other crap. I just want this. <laughs> you're so angry. Would I be less of a man if I said that this video, when I was watching it earlier, brought a little tear to my eye? Like, no, uh, I think it's if you're invested in Tim Storm and his journey and where he's going, and you know, you've given yourself you know, an, an emotional attachment to what's going on with this particular brand. You know, you have a 
a little bit of uh, history. You've studied up more on the NWA. It's it's given you a reason to follow an organization that you are not currently jaded with. That is an opportunity to follow a product that you still love, but you're not having to follow something that is making you as mad as holiday videos make me. <laughs> um, you just sound like a Grinch because it just seemed like what's the holiday said. Yeah, you just got angry the about everything. Because, no, I, I don't think it makes you less of a man to admit that you have an emotional attachment to the what it's going to mean for Tim Storm moving forward because that's what this does. It it really does highlight everything that he went through, everything that they showed you. And, I mean, they started over a year into his reign. So, I mean, when they started this, he had already been champ for a year. We didn't even get to see all of that prior stuff. It's good storytelling, man. This guy that I had no idea who he was yep. and just get brought into his story. And then by episode 43, you care that much about what is essentially a wrap-up video. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Playing that song that fits perfectly, and then, you know, it, it offers up a quote that appeared in an earlier video, but that, uh, I've got more miles in the rear view than in the windshield. It just, I was just like, God, I hope this isn't the last of Tim Storm, because right. I, well, I mean, really love they, this dude as a wrestler. They did a good job of presenting the possibility of him not going forward. He said it in previous episodes, if I lose the belt, that may be me being done with wrestling. He doesn't really know how to not be champion anymore he doesn't know what that's going to feel like you know this was the top of his mountain and and clearly like we discussed this was a guy who at one point in his career was in the back of ecw hoping that they had a spot that they needed a guy to go out and get his head kicked in that wrestled on wcw saturday nights with a spray painted jacket with his face on it like as cowboy tim storm you know the way his career has changed to where he is the oldest nwa champion in history at 53 you know they they nailed all of these things throughout and i think that's what you know one of the really great things they did is like in between all of these other things where i nitpick this or i nitpick that realistically from episode one to episode 43 they did a phenomenal job of showing you this guy's journey what he did to maintain and represent as champion what it might mean if he no longer is champion and then leave the question hanging in the air with this of what the hell comes next, um, you know, for him as a, as a wrestler, if there's anything in this particular one, he gets in the car that next morning and he gets in the passenger side and someone is filming him while they're driving. I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) That is illegal. I'm going to blame that on David Lagana and say, uh, Dave, that's, you Watch might, the road, Dave. You might, might not want to do that. <laughs> but yeah, he is in the passenger seat being filmed while someone is driving on a bridge. Like, they are, they are on a oh. bridge. Well, they take risks in the NWA. But yeah, it's a good point you brought up. I mean, because that's that's the last bit of notes I have for, for that video. And it's the last video we're covering for this episode. It's just, what's next for Tim Storm? What happens to Josephus from here after his uh, period of contemplation? We got a new champ now. What does that mean? You know, some of you listening probably know the answers already. But if you're new here, get ready for a hell of a ride. Because it only gets better, in my opinion, for the NWA. Fred... So overall, you've seen 43 videos now from the NWA. There's a lot more to go, some more exciting stuff, some more high-profile stuff that you are probably familiar with. You mentioned 
all in, I think, in the last episode. So you know something's coming up with Aldous and Rhodes and right. that sort of story. How, how are you feeling about this overall? Do you want to keep watching the NWA stuff and, and catch back up and kind of follow along on the journey? Podcast aside, and like watching any of it for that, there are definite things that make me want to continue on to see. And obviously, having to scroll through all of the videos as they exist because you can't just go to like take me to the first video youtube you should probably pay attention to that if you're listening but like scrolling through and having seen because it's impossible not to to read some of the things or look at some of the screen caps there are definite things there that catch my attention and obviously i know that at some point there will be uh if not a series at least a match between aldous and Rhodes. and i feel like if i missed the opportunity to continue watching to get to at least that point and see, you know, how much more this may hook me or catch me or irritate me with holiday videos in between, um, that I would be doing myself a disservice. You know, like I, I don't necessarily know that I'm a hundred percent hooked and sold on the product yet. I think that it, that might be hard where we're at. If we were watching this in one straight shot, it may be two episodes. I, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't right. know, um, how that works. So I, I feel like, I'm doing myself a disservice not to continue watching just to see how much more uh, they grow, how much better of a product they present, where it goes, um, who they bring in that, you know, I just may love to want to watch and not get to see as much. Um, You know, I'll say that when he was um, when he was a part of the WWE, uh, I felt Cody Rhodes was criminally underused. And obviously he was able to go out and branch out and become a way bigger star than they probably ever envisioned him being true. Um, So even that being able to go back and revisit someone that I thought was talented and never got utilized property properly and being able to see him through self utilization, like where he was able to get to, like, I, I feel like as a fan, I owe him that as well. That aside for the podcast specifically, I'm assuming I'm going to listen uh, to the episodes that don't involve me. Like I never listened to myself on shows. I hate it. <laughs> um, I, I was here. I know what we said, you know, that, that type of thing, but like the episode with Justin, I want to listen to and, and kind of get your guys's take on those you know, how close, you know, we were to feeling the same or different or or whatever. And then if you do have someone like, you know, our our buddy Miles come on, what his take is on on the next couple episodes. And, you know, if I watch them, not if, but I would obviously watch along with that grouping and see where we differ. You know, he come in and have a completely different mindset on what this is. And it gives me that opportunity to be like, okay, well, maybe this or, or maybe that, or maybe I should look at it this way. So, yeah, I think, uh, Along the lines of both, uh, I'll probably follow along with as you're releasing or as you're asking people to watch. And then it'll just make it easier for me to fill in for somebody when they're not able to put in like 128 episodes of if they didn't watch from the beginning, you know. <laughs> right, right. No, that makes sense. I appreciate you watching and uh, coming on the show and, and doing our first uh, two-parter. Uh, Miles is, is definitely on the list for people who's, who are not watching the NWA right now. And uh, for those that don't know, Miles is a buddy of ours, but he also uh, runs a uh, site and podcast called the more you nerd so uh he'll be interested to get his take on this kind of stuff it deals with a lot of pop culture stuff so uh fred thanks again for stopping by and tell everybody how they can find you online again mainly uh twitter and instagram only name is the same on both places it's o'reilly underscore fred it's o-r-l-y 
underscore Fred. Hey, thanks everybody for listening and uh, for giving us your support. And uh, again, the podcast is at the NWA pod on Instagram and Twitter, uh, all the social media stuff. Uh, I am at rock and roll Gary, all spelled out. I'm going to be better about this going forward. My plan is tonight, now that I've got my health back and ready to go, I am going to try to plot these out so I can tell you here what your homework is rather than figuring out how I'm going to do that later. Like it might be just tagged on to these episodes or something, but uh, we'll start being ready to give you the homework for the next episode and having a little bit more of a plan on who's going to appear. But uh, so far so good. We're making it. We've got three episodes of the can. Thanks for listening. And uh, we hope to see you here next week until then. Uh, have a, have a good day. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but screw your holiday episodes. Yeah. Until then, Merry Christmas. (laughs) And a Happy New Year from From Idleville. (laughs) 